Welcome to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you on this fine Thursday. We're talking all things fantasy sports for the next hour on the program. Before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger on the lowdown with Low Tide. Later on, we will let you know what's coming up on that show. We'll let you know what's coming up on the Jason Greger show. Of course, it's Oilers game day. 8.30 start out in San Jose. If the Sharks win in regulation, they are tied with the Oilers for last place in the Western Conference. Things I never thought I'd say on November 9th, but here we are. one 401 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Of course, the show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you're in the mall, potentially you're streaming on iHeartRadio, sports1440.ca, tune in, Radio Player Canada, Plenty of options. You might see Kevin Carius. I think he took a walk. I can't confirm that he's going to Willock Beef Jerky, but it is a chance. Brandon, I don't know what you put the odds at for that one, but, you know, it's it's got a few of us walking by like, oh, okay, well, let's have, I'll grab a bag. I know Kevin is a sucker for beef jerky. He's uh, each time we've brought back a, a bag. And the thing is, when we go after our show, he's already pieced off for the day, whether it be down to the tail end of Oilers morning skate or for media avails, et cetera. Um, but if there's ever any leftover the next morning, which is rare, I come in in the morning and he's got a nose in the fridge sniffing it out. So uh, if he, <laughs> if his predetermined destination, he's got a place he's going in mind to go make a return for his uh, significant other, the lovely Laura Baker, if he crosses paths with Will Hawk in that tra- uh, route, he will stop. It's like that I, cartoon. I know it. Like you get this smell. Like, and then you float. <laughs> and you float right to Usually it. it's pie that's making the characters do that, but beef jerky is a close second, I think. Yes, yes. So pie on the windowsill <laughs> or uh, Willock beef jerky just at their kiosk there in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out. Uh, I love it. I love it. We don't even have to really say send your text in, and they just start flowing in. I know you guys talked a little fantasy sports at the end of the Carrius show, and it's carrying over. We've got one from No Name. Which I said, tell us your name and we'll answer. Make sure you sign your name when you text into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, and we can get you into the system. And we'll just even if it's we'll a cool. ha- even if it's just a handle. Like you want to go by a chomp, like Chomskers just texted us. RBS Panthers Matt Northside Norma regular contributor. It doesn't have to be your like what's on your sin card. <laughs> Whatever you want to go by, but we just like to know who we're talking to and then save your name into the system. What would your handle be if you were a texter if i was an anonymous texter with a handle good question well i i guess it wouldn't be anonymous anymore but the duke as kevin likes to call me but otherwise um i I am a suck and we have people that do this on the show they're saved in the system this way as uh some of the aliases from seinfeld he penny packer (laughs) uh art vandalay one of my go-tos like if i'm ordering at like uh at the counter of a restaurant they ask for your name to call out i'll always say art as, as it's Art Vandalay. And that's more confusing because that's not a very popular name anymore these days. I think it's short for Arthur, technically, but nobody goes by Art. But that's what I would put if I was texting in Art Vandalay or H.E. Pennypacker. Good names. What I, about you? I don't know. I mean, I, I I love the people that are like, like, so, okay, we just got that one. And it came in from Spruce Grove Sid. So great name. We're going to answer your question or, get, or give our thoughts on it. We're not going to say we're going to give you the correct answer because we could be wrong, but we'll we'll get into that. I think I'd go by like West End Connie or something. A little mysteriousness. There's no like, oh, that could be a could be a guy on the West End, could be a 
a woman on the West End? We don't really know. A little mystery there. I could use my real name, Thomas. There's options, you know. As I clear my throat for the 1,000th time today, got to get some of this fine Sports 1440 water. Bottled water, not not Brandon's go-to, but I like it just the same. All right, we got Fontana Daytona. Save it. Okay, let's get into these questions. one 833 that is the text line. There's also Connor at sports1440.ca. Brandon at sports1440.ca. If you want to get us on Twitter or X at Connor Halley and at B Douglas1440. Rolls right off the tongue. Go, go get Brando a follow right now at B Douglas1440. Uh, today on the show, we will be joined by Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. He's on Twitter and X at, at PFF underscore Brad. He's actually awesome. We've had him on a few times with Krager and uh, a very, very smart guy. Former Vikings legal intern. We could probably get into that. Like being a lawyer for the NFL would be unbelievable. The things that you would have to deal with would be very cool. We'll talk fantasy football with him, of course, and we'll talk some hockey. Also, like we said, the Oilers, they're out in San Jose taking on the Sharks. Ginger Extreme says 12 nothing Oilers. Like another name we're adding to the system. If you are listening for the first time, just shoot us your name. We want to get you in here. Be part of the crew. You never know when it could benefit you at some point down the road. Uh, Tommy Khan says, Brandon, yeah, that's what I said if I ever went uh, into FM radio. I'd be Tommy Connors because I think that would be a good FM radio name. All right, Brandon. RBS, where should we start here? You, when did, what did you guys get to in the Carrier Show? Did you talk about uh, Panthers Matt? We talked, uh, well, Kevin was throwing his own situation at me where he is, uh, his, as well discussed both on his program and our own, how bad and this Gregor. fantasy season has gone. And, and Gregor show. And Gregor, uh, <laughs> having never won the league that they play in together. But I think Gregor's record is at least a little bit better than Karius's, although far from Sterling, but I think. has won a game. Yeah. So Karius not, catches straight. Not so fortunate. But we had this text um, come in from RBS right at the tail end there what we were talking about or uh, no sorry was it from RBS or Panthers, oh yeah Matt, sorry, the sorry RBS yeah most are done a buy Kyron Williams still on IR and I drafted Damian Pierce I have to start Foreman and Singletary this week you're killing me Duke that because I just ripped both of those uh, options apart as not being great but I did say for Foreman probably one of four players in tonight's game that I think are probably regular starters for people this week if you have maybe thinner teams or uh, deep leagues foreman miles sanders adam thielen and dj moore am i wrong connor even i think miles sanders might be a stretch it could be because chuba's there you never really know how that one's going to work out this game doesn't have a whole lot of appeal does it i mean it's it's just like they threw it together if i paid a lot of money to run these games on my network i'd be a little bit disappointed with that one i think at least you know divisional matchups are good because there's some familiarity with the opponent but this one i don't know bit of a nothing burger hey, i think it's gonna like put people to sleep before the oilers played 8 30 what the bears might like here like the bears might be motivated to win so when the season comes to an end and they're picking both first and second overall at least it's not their pick at first overall <laughs> they traded away last year's number one overall pick for this year's number one overall pick that might be the tiniest bit of motivation for the bears probably not actually with the players but at least in their organization i would think a little bit of pride on the line 
Dustin says, hey, guys, should I pick up Tyler Boyd as a free agent with Jamar Chase being questionable and then play Boyd in my flex spot over Kareem Hunt? Wasn't uh, T. Higgins got some issues as well? I believe so. So Boyd actually, he, that might be a good play. Kareem Hunt, Scott Ford there to to duel with over Kerry. So I actually don't mind that one. I mean, again, even if Jamar Chase is good to go, not at full health, I think he's certainly got to watch that one. It it could pay off for you, especially, I, I know that Joe Burrow likes Boyd. They've got that familiarity with each other. So you know what? I kind of like that one for you, Dustin. I think that might be a good move. Eric says, good morning, guys. You didn't get to my question yesterday. Would you drop Paul Mary for Batherson or Atkinson? I feel like he's not going to stay anywhere close to a 70-point pace. Also, it's way too early to consider doing anything with Burns, right? D'Angelo and Byram are available, but they don't come close to his upside. Give me your thoughts, please, and have a good one. Okay, well, we'll start to the first the first part there. Because uh, there's a couple of questions in there, but would you drop Palmieri for Batherson or Atkinson? Batherson, yes. Uh, he's a top six forward with the Senators, who are a team that came in with some high hopes, trying to climb that hill. Bad start, big win last night in Toronto over uh, obviously in province rivals. So the Senators, I think, are a team. Their their situation isn't currently as bad as the Oilers right now, but. There's a lot of questions. They had to fire their GM, which we all kind of knew was a writing on the wall anyway. Their head coach, DJ Smith, on the hot seat. The Claude Giroux backed his head coach. So the, the Senators have something to prove here. And Batherson, ton of upside with him playing in that top six. So there's a lot of skilled players in Ottawa's uh, forward core. Atkinson, the Flyers stink. They're they're going <laughs> to keep stinking. They and lost to the Sharks. They lo- yikes. Outshot them handily. Although but. I that was good for the Oilers, as I have well <laughs> documented on air this uh, this week. But um, and Paul Mary, the Islanders are such a mystery because they have good players, uh, quite a few of them. But it's still a Lou Lamorello team, a still a Lou Lamorello system. Even uh, since they moved on from Barry Trotz as head coach, I just don't love a lot of the offensive upside from teams. There, even if Paul Mary's a fixture in the top six, like Brock Nelson, what a season he had last year. Can he duplicate it? I would be pretty hard pressed to think so. He's his current center on the second line. I I, I think Batherson is certainly the better add um, than, or sorry, to drop Paul Mary and the better add than Cam Atkinson. So I think go ahead with with that one on the defensive side of things. I uh, yeah, I think Burns. Hold on, I've got him in at least one league, maybe two. I think. Um, Byram, it's tough because you're stuck behind Kale McCarr. Yes. And uh, and Tony D'Angelo, he's he, he's below Brent Burns on the depth chart. It, um, usually, I should say. They're, they're probably willing to mix things up in terms of top power play unit. But Burns' upside is certainly higher. Uh, I agree. So, yeah, hold out on Burns for the, at least a little bit longer. Man, Bowen Byram, I, like, I remember him coming into the draft, and it was just like, what a pick by the Avs. And he's got to stay healthy. Obviously, playing behind Kill McCarr is going to affect him fantasy-wise, but that guy's a talent. Uh, Lance says, man, that Judas Priest song is such a banger. Yeah, so Brandon brought the heat to start off the show. This one came in, and your grammar is usually very good, Texter, but this one, I I felt like I had a migraine yesterday, and I feel like I have another one here. When Tiger Woods was in elementary and a teacher, what address am I as Eldridge here with ask them to please call me Tiger? That is what it says. I wonder if it's a voice-to-text situation. I think we, so. We get those a lot, and usually the um, the sender will immediately... <laughs> fo- they'll they'll send it. They won't read it. They'll just hit send after voice text, and then they'll maybe read it back. 
and be like, oh, crap, and then send us another one saying, sorry for the voice to text. When Tiger Woods was in elementary and a teacher, what address am I as Eldridge here with them ask to please call me Tiger? We, You've texted in a lot. Grammar's always been good. You're going in our system as Tiger. <laughs> Tell us if we shouldn't do yeah. that, but I've now got you in there yeah, as Tiger. Are, are they saying for us to please call them Tiger or this is what Tiger said to his elementary teacher <laughs> after they called him Eldridge. Eldridge, which is not his name. It's Eldrick. Yeah. But that's a sick, call me Tiger. Call me Tiger. I could see it <laughs> happening. I mean, but in elementary school, it seems pretty early for Tiger to have that much swag. swag. <laughs> it's badass. Uh, thank you, Spruce Grove Sid, for your name. We've got another one. Hello, it's me, Fontana Daytona. Save it. Yeah, we got uh, we got a lot of texts from you coming in, so we'll get your name in there. Uh, no name. Just kidding. Ginger Extreme, 12 nothing Oilers. We like that one. Uh, Chomsker says, I was wrong. Going back to his previous text. Slim pickings at quarterback, super flex. I need a bye week starter. Wilson versus Buffalo, CJ Stroud, all caps, or Heineke. And then says, I was wrong. Need one of Bajant, Wilson, Young, Jones, or Heineke. I was going to say, if CJ Stroud yeah. is in the mix on that, no uh, what, are you, what are you asking us for? Dude threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns last week. He's already won offensive rookie of the year. Probably. Which I had a future on, by the way, not to brag. Uh, what's your answer then? Bajant. Bajant, well, sorry. Well, is it Bajant? Is it Bajant? I've heard it both ways. If he's in the league in a year, I'll, I'll remember we his all name. Remember. Just kidding. We should know his name. It's Bajant, yes. Uh, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, or Taylor Heineke? Who? Oof. Yucky. Those are all gross options. Heineke. Heineke, uh, Heineke for the wild card factor. He's uh, kind of like a. Ryan Fitzpatrick light. Yeah. Um, he might throw three picks, but he also might throw for three touchdowns. So uh, Heineke, otherwise you're you're basically praying that they don't get you negative points. Yeah. I might go Heineke and just roll with it and see what happens. Like Arthur, Arthur Smith. I saw a very funny tweet about how he deserves so much credit for having success with Jonu Smith, Cordero Patterson, and Tyler Algier. <laughs> Dripping in sarcasm because he's got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and um, Bijan Robinson, but yes, you know, maybe they'll put up numbers. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard this, Brandon, and we're going to get to break here, but very quickly, uh, Jason Greger said on the show a couple of days ago that if the Oilers lose to the San Jose Sharks, he'll grow out the, the Leahy. Some people have called it the Costanza. Some say the, the cul-de-sac. The cul-de-sac yeah. yeah. The, the hair on the side for seven months. And he, he said that, and I think he could see me like shaking from laughing. Because he could have gone two months, but he said seven what months. What a weird arbitrary number to choose. <laughs> and seven months, like, for Kevin Carius thinks that Gregor, nothing will grow. <laughs> Someone said yesterday on our YouTube stream, we're on YouTube if you want to watch us there for the Gregor show, said he should wear a bandana, dye the beard, and become Hollywood Gregor, which <laughs> I thought was so good. <laughs> So, yeah, it's and I just bring that up because Cat Dad says, I want to see the Sharks win because I want to see Gregor with hair. And then Earlobe said, hey, boys, own internal reasons. Do you kind of want the Sharks to win tonight just to see Gregor's flow for the next seven months? Thanks. It's a win-win. I, I want the Oilers to win because I think, you know, it, it's a great confidence-building game and, and maybe good things happen from this one. But on the flip side, if they lose and Gregor does grow the hair for seven months... I'm intrigued because ever since I've known him, he's he shaved the head. 
Kevin Carey said for as long as he's known him, he has not had hair. Yeah. And uh, it was we only had Ryan Whitney uh, on the Kevin Carey show for, you know, the the typical 10, 15 minutes this morning. If you missed that great interview with Wit and Laddie, go back and listen on uh, Apple or or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's up in there for you to check out. Um, We had so many things to get through with Wit. I wanted Carius to ask him about uh, because Paul Bizanet, his uh, co-host on Chicklets, made a similar bet a couple of years ago about the Flames and Oilers in the playoffs. And I said that because... I doubt this has come across Witt's radar yet that Gregor has made this bet. Whitney familiar with Jason after his time playing here. Mm-hmm. I wanted uh, Whitney to weigh in on this after Biz <laughs> had to do the... Biz called it the Peter Mans Biz. Yeah, that works. Which, which is pretty good. But yeah, the Leahy, that seems to be the most popular uh, denomination for what Gregor's about to undertake. Okay, I, what I'm going to ask on five questions today, since Gregor's doing this, who is the best person to rock that hairstyle? Because many have, like Monty Burns has one. <laughs> A lot of people have rocked that. So we're going to bring that up uh, in five questions today. If you want to chime in around 440, 445 today on the Gregor Show. Uh, Nick says, save me in the Rolodex as Montana to Rice. Huge Niner guy. Nick, I don't know why we had Nick in there. I'm scrolling through. looks like you did say that was your name once. Uh, But you are now Montana to Rice, one of the greatest combinations in NFL history. We'll take a break here on Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky. When we come back, we'll keep this NFL talking. There's lots of questions we got to get to, so we'll make sure we get to those with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. That's coming up next here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Com, of course, the text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you want to get in on the conversation, or if you've got any questions for our next guest, uh, the text line kind of going crazy right now. In case you're just tuning in, Jason Greger earlier on in his show had mentioned that if the Oilers lose to the Sharks tonight, he will grow his hair out in a similar fashion to Leahy from the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, for those who don't know that hairstyle, think Monty Burns. You can think Ally Afraidy almost, not as long. Uh, who else? There's got to be a bunch. Costanza, George Dr. Costanza, Dr. Phil. The captain from Star Trek. The cul-de-sac. The cul-de-sac. That's what I think it's most generically known by. He's going to grow it out and we'll see. I mean, I think the Oilers are going to win, but if not, it's going to be very interesting. And then when Gregor has to go talk to the Oilers in scrums and look at them in the eye and they'll say, why is your hair like that? And he'll say, because you guys lost to the Sharks. You did this. <laughs> it's going to be uh, very interesting. Uh, that game gets going at 8.30. Uh, we should get to our guest, though. Sorry for making uh, Brad wait on the line here. He's our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for a chance to win an awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for a two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that. Uh, and where Brad's going to be, ten- or Brandon's going to be tonight. Uh, Brad Spielberger joining us now from Pro Football Focus. You can give him a follow on Twitter or X at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And if you want to talk Trailer Park Boys or a little NHL, you know, I'll, I'll wait as long as you'd like. I, I, you know, big, big fan of both. Okay, now let me ask you this. So when you think of that hairstyle, like we listed off a few, the cul-de-sac, is there anyone that comes to mind for you? I mean, how about Matt Hasselback? He was a legendary one. Yeah, that is a good one. Costanza <laughs> was the shout that I was waiting for. Uh, you know, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. That's, 
you know, Larry David, I guess, also, Ooh. you know, connected to Seinfeld. <laughs> Those are some iconic, uh, like you said, the cul-de-sac. I like that. I've never heard that before. That is, uh, that's a good one. Larry David really pulled it off. Okay. Well, we're, we'll find out. We're going to get a lot of texts coming in, I think, about this topic. But we have you here to talk some fantasy football. So let's get to it tonight. And, you know, it's it might not be a game that has the most appeal right now for Thursday Night Football. But when it comes down to Bears, Panthers, uh, who if any, are the must-starts in this game tonight? Yeah, very, very few. But I think because of the injuries on the Carolina pass-catching core, particularly no DJ Chark, uh, no LaVisca Chenault, I mean, it's obvious he, he is the getting all of the targets in Carolina. But I think it's going to be an Adam Thielen game. Uh, when Bryce Young throws the ball in 2.5 seconds or less, he is his primary target. Um, and this Bears defense actually has been pretty good uh, against most positions except for players in the slot, um, and running backs, but I don't really love Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard as pass catchers. So, and the only receiver probably would be uh, Adam Thielen for the Panthers. And the flip side, uh, you got a revenge game for both Deontay Foreman and, of course, DJ Moore. Um, I, I think Deontay Foreman's going to get a lot of work here. And the Panthers have the worst run defense in the NFL by expected points allowed for rush um, and a couple other metrics there near the bottom of the league. I think Deontay Foreman's going to get fed in this game. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the 21-day window has opened for a potential return for him, which is great news if uh, you, you're looking for a quarterback maybe on the waiver wire. I'm sure he's probably scooped up now with Dobbs. But when Justin Jefferson returns, what do you think of his fantasy value uh, with a new quarterback coming off an injury? Yeah, it's not going to be quite the same as it was with Kirk Cousins, you know, who obviously is always up there in volume passing numbers. I want to say he was you know, second or third in the league last season and was first in the NFL in passing yards this season before going down. Um, but I still do think there is going to be value. So this defense is playing better um, and is not giving you as many game scripts of we have to score on every single possession because we're going to give up 40. But they're still not a particularly good defense. And when they play certain offenses that can handle the blitz, um, I think New Orleans this weekend is going to be interesting. Derek Carr is pretty good in, in that environment. So I think that's where Jefferson is going to be having some of those spike weeks when he plays a team that can handle a blitz-heavy defense that can throw over the top of it and still move the ball, which will then require Minnesota to throw a ton and score all four quarters. So long answer short, it's not quite the same. Um, but Josh Dobbs is a capable starter, um, and this defense in certain matchups is still going to require Minnesota you know, to score 30 points to win games. Now, uh, Brad, this is a selfish question, but, you know, one of the perks of being on this show, I can ask you, my quarterback situation in a 12-team league is not great. I have Jalen Hurts on the bye. My backup quarterback was Kirk Cousins. So now that I look at the waiver wire, uh, Taylor Heineke, Derek Carr, Bryce Young, uh, we got Garner Minshew, Russell Wilson, Mac Jones. What direction do you think I should go here on the waiver wire? Yeah, uh, give me give me the rundown real quick. A couple more uh, of those of those waiver options. So we've got Heineke, Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Garner Minshew, uh, Badgent, Russell Wilson, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Pickett. Not great options. Not great options. So one I just mentioned. I thought I heard the name, and I wanted to make sure. So you know, look, Derek Carr has not been great. There's no secret there. But you look historically the last three years is a top ten grade for us against the blitz. Um, he gets the ball out quickly. It's actually, ironically enough, when he is willing to throw down field is when he's getting blitzed. Uh, you wish he would do it more often with a clean pocket. Um, so I, I would go Derek Carr there. You know, Minnesota secondary is not talented. And I think that the Saints offensive line now a bit healthier. Ryan Ranchick, their star right tackle, back to playing. They're settling down a little bit. You know, Carr had basically zero pressure uh, against the Bears last week. So I would lean him for a high floor play. 
Um, for a high ceiling play, I, it's crazy, but I, I might go with Gardner Minshew. I mean, his Patriots defense is now bottom seven in the NFL in pressure rate on the season. Um, obviously banged up in the secondary and up front on the defensive line. Josh Downs is a big one for me. If Downs is playing, I think Minshew maybe has the highest ceiling here. If he's not, I probably avoid it and just go safe with Derek Carr. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, our guest here, Fantasy Frenzy, Sports 1440 with Hallie and Douglas. Brad, before we move off the topic of uh, not great quarterbacks, we had this text come in from Trucker Joe with a question. Uh, anybody else, you can always text in one 1440 Trucker Joe wants to know, uh, tough question, 2QB League. Uh, he's got a guy on a bye, and the only options available to him as he spells them out are Tommy DeVito from the New York Giants or Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders. Uh, he says, I know I'm in deep trouble. What suggestions can you offer? So uh, of those two guys, do you think either have uh, noticeably more upside than the other? I would genuinely say, not even being funny, if it's a 2QB league where the second quarterback slot is actually a super flex and you don't have to use a quarterback, I probably would just find a position (laughs) player uh, for one of those slots. But, and I'm being completely serious, but um, if I had to pick between those two, I, look, it's two elite defenses going up against these teams, but the Jets defense in particular is getting quick pressure um, without blitzing at a crazy high rate. I guess Dallas is as well, but, but nevertheless, I think because there's blowout potential in the Dallas Giants game, you're probably more likely to get some garbage time points from a Tommy DeVito, and he also obviously runs the ball a bunch, so you'll get some cheap you know, scramble yards and running yards uh, but that's that's the the reason I lean that way is the Jets also are probably going to score 14 points against the Raiders, so you're probably not going to get any garbage time scoring, you know, in that matchup. So uh, I lean Tommy DeVito, and I can't believe you just made me say that on the airway. <laughs> uh, looking ahead to Sunday, um, one of the more enticing matchups I think on the slate is the Lions and our very own Connor Halley's L.A. Chargers. Um, the Lions defense has shown a lot of growth this season compared to last, but are we looking at more of a, a, a typical shootout game between these two should be offensively charged teams uh, with Justin Herbert kind of getting back on track after last week's uh, mediocre performance? I, I think we will. Um, you know, the Lions defense, like you said, has taken huge strides. One area they struggle, they're actually 28th in um, success rate allowed to target to slot receivers. Uh, so I think Keenan Allen is basically the only receiving option for this team right now, um, but that is a weak spot for them. And on the flip side, funny enough, the Chargers are the worst team in the NFL covering the slot in pretty much any metric you want to throw out. They're probably dead last. Yards per coverage, target success rate, EPA per drop back on targets to the slot. So uh, there are some good matchups there. And then as much as there are some notable and solid pass rushers in this game, I do think you're going to see the offensive lines play well. Two good sets of tackles that I think are going to bounce back. Obviously, Lions coming off the bye. Chargers got decimated by this Jets uh, you know, defensive line. But I think they're going to hold up and allow these quarterbacks to have time. Um, so, yes, I see an offensive, uh, offensive explosion in this game. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown is like a captain spot type guy in DFS. I think he could go crazy. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Last one for me, Brad. Uh, this one coming in from a texter as well. Spruce Grove Sid wants to know, bit of a time crunch on this one with Thursday Night Football. At the wide receiver position, a uh, couple options. DJ Moore, Jordan Addison, or does he go back to Gabe Davis coming off of the zero reception weekend he just had? I think I would just go with uh, DJ Moore, play it safe. And this isn't just the, you know, like redemption, revenge angle. 
Uh, this Panthers defense is, is bad and injured and no Brian Burns in this game, so they're going to have no pass rush to speak of. You know, C.J. Henderson down, so you're already missing J.C. Horn. Dante Jackson's been, you know, a guy you can pick on in coverage. Um, but, yeah, like Tyson Bajan, he gets the ball out quickly. He gets the ball to his playmakers in space and lets them go to work. I know Moore wasn't phenomenal against the Saints last week, but I just don't think Carolina has the horses. Uh, I would go to D.J. Moore here. Uh, Brad, one last for me here. Just going to ask you about uh, defensive units here because last week we had uh, some advice saying maybe the Raiders could be a good one based on matchup against the New York Giants. Uh, the new coach, Anthony Pierce, a former linebacker, seems or, or Antonio Pierce, sorry, uh, former linebacker now leading the way for the Raiders. Looks like they got their swagger back a little bit. They get the Jets this week. Do you think they could be a viable start again? Yeah, you know, I think they could. Uh, the, the Jets' offensive line is such a disaster right now, and even Billy Turner, who started at right tackle, allowed 10 pressures in that game, and now he might not play, you know, with an injured hand. So um, one of the more banged-up units across the entire NFL. Zach Wilson has reverted back to, you know, being horrible with pressure to stack rate, which obviously is massive for fantasy uh, with the Raiders getting – uh, sorry, with the Chargers getting, what, eight sacks in that game. Um, I do. I think they are a viable option for a streaming defense. Uh, because this Jets offense is just a mess right now. One more for you, just because it just came in from Joseph. He says, how about Kyler Murray? What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say we should expect some decent play from Kyler Murray. This Falcons defense is very good against the run, one of the top units in the entire league, but has been susceptible to the pass, particularly because they, they rank 30th for us in pressure from edge rushers um, and now lose Grady Jarrett on the interior. So it's kind of just David Onyemata by himself. I like the matchup a lot. I do. Um, I'm just, you know, there's obviously trepidation in playing a guy in his first game back off torn ACL. Um, you know, Michael Wilson, a rookie receiver who's played great, might not play in this game. Like, he could do well, but, but there is obviously some risk there in, you know, taking a guy in his first start, you know, in, in a long time. Brad, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is Brad Spielberg of Pro Football Focus. Give him a follow on Twitter or X at PFF underscore Brad. They do fantastic work there, Pro Football Focus, and uh, branching out into fantasy as well. So we're happy to have him hop on the show today. one 401 is the text line if you want to get on the conversation. We're talking NFL, NHL. Hey, you got NBA questions? We'll dabble. We'll take a look into it as well. Uh, plenty of stuff to get to here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. We uh, also throw out the question just about the uh, the cul-de-sac. And we've got a text here. Ginger Extreme. Boys, look up Les Grossman. I don't need to look up Les Grossman. Tropic Thunder is one of my favorite movies. And uh, Tom Cruise is hilarious as, uh, I don't know, studio head, owner, whatever it might be in that movie. Uh, the dancing's fantastic. But yes, he certainly lived up with that great hairstyle. Uh, BB says, Al, I have Victor says, Hulk Hogan rocked that hair the best. And then the mustache goatee with it. Well, and he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And then he like put that little black spot in the beard. Man, he was cool. That was one of like the best heel turns. Well, I don't know. There's probably a bunch of really good ones, and the wrestling fans can let me know. But certainly very good. Uh, AZ says, or AZ, I guess it depends where you are. Seven months might get to a skullet. Brutal, but I'm 100% on board. Yes, it, uh, it's going to be something. We'll see uh, how it works out for the Oilers. Of course, if you missed it, Jason Greger, host of the Jason Greger Show from 2 to 6, said if the Oilers lose, he will grow out his hair 
for seven months. And uh, the Oilers taking on the Sharks tonight at 8.30. When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up on the station today. They've got the lowdown with low tide from noon till 2. And then it is the Jason Greger show from 2 till 6. And then uh, for pregame coverage, you can just keep it locked on the Oilers Nation YouTube stream or Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Aaron Bordado will be there pregame with Boardsy starting at 7.30, I believe, since it is an 8.30 start. Uh, we'll be back after this. Stick around. It is Fantasy Frenzy. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Connor, Halley, Brandon, Douglas with you. Give uh, give Wilhawk Beef Jerky a look on the internet. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Brandon, what song was that? Starstruck by the uh, now probably defunct uh, 303. Yes, yes, 303. They were really big for a pretty short period of time. Couple, they were. A couple bangers. Teamed up with Kesha on a few tracks, who's made a nice little comeback into the music scene. Kesha had some hits. Oh, so many hits. Timber? Is that what it's called? That was the one with Pitbull, That yeah. song, I mean. TikTok, that was her first. Bef- yeah. Well before... TikTok as we know it. I didn't love TikTok. That was, yeah. But I get it. But Timber, <laughs> all time classic. <laughs> the 303. Yeah, I just had like flashbacks to like house parties in 2014 or something. Like, oh, this is pretty catchy. And then they, they just kind of disappeared. But had to get the clarification on that one. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1 if you want to ask on fantasy sports questions via the text line. My name is Connor Halley. That is Brandon Douglas alongside with me. Brandon, uh, well, you said we'd mention it. So uh, Canadian Brew House, you're heading out to old Spruce Grove tonight? I am. Bears, Panthers, matchup of the season. And <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like Brad uh, Spielberger from PFF said, a little little revenge action for both Dante Foreman and DJ Moore. So there's, a, there's another storyline. Of course, uh, Sherwood Park's own Chuba Hubbard in the Carolina backfield. The um, possibility of the Bears owning both of the top two picks, handing Carolina a loss, will be a a great step towards that direction because the Bears will lose more than enough of their own games for the rest of the season to make it happen. Plenty of storylines, even if uh, on paper and at first glance, the uh, the matchup doesn't seem too enticing. Hey, it... It can be fun. You can find aspects of the game to make it fun. And then you'll have the Oilers game coming up at 830. That's a massive one. You'll be buying beers and and maybe some dangles. That's what I went with when I was out at the Sherwood Park location on Monday. Some blue and orange dangles. Tried to get them back into it. Like, will the team into it? It did not happen. But that could be changing tonight. Uh, go down and see Brandon. And you could qualify for a trip to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also, the home opener of your choice which would be very cool next season. Uh, into the text box here. Bajan's dad is a world champion arm wrestler. I watched a cool documentary on them. Yeah, I saw him at the uh, Chargers-Bears game. He he looks like he could uh, wrestle some arms. He's got some pipes on him. Intense individual. Uh, Kevlar says, I want to see Gregor on TV at postgame. Scrum sporting the skullet. Parkland Matt says, Hulk Hogan with that hair quit. Yes. Uh, Mike bringing up Al Iafredi for sure. Beerman sends a picture. I don't know who that is, but uh, that <laughs> that's the cul-de-sac for sure. Kind of reminded me of Red Foreman from that 70s show for a minute. Uh, we've got JVD as well as Anthony, the washed-up goalie, bringing up Larry David. It's a show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, that I really need to get back into. 
I've heard it really picks up as the seasons go on. I think I kind of trailed off, but I need to get back into that one. JCD asks, do I drop Geno Smith or Carr for Kyler Murray? I mean, for the rest of the season, is it a keeper league? Are you trying to get Kyler Murray going? Going forward here, Brad mentioned that he liked Derek Carr in this matchup this weekend. Kyler Murray first game back against Atlanta. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I feel like we've talked about him a little bit this week. They're taking on the Washington Commanders. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's still some uncertainty around Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think, Brandon? Would you drop Geno or Derek Carr for Kyler Murray? The upside there? The upside, I think, between Geno Smith and Kyler Murray is probably pretty comparable, even if they go about it different ways. Of course, Kyler Murray's scrambling ability is is very well known. Um, Geno Smith, he's got a great arsenal of weapons around him, something Kyler Murray noticeably lacks down yeah. in Arizona. Um Geno Smith and the Seahawks, they they were AFC or NFC West leading team get steamrolled by the Ravens and only put up uh, what the three points on the board did they last week? Very disappointing performance from the Seahawks in general. I would expect a bounce back, and I think overall they are still a good team. Uh, Devin Witherspoon leading that new uh, new look Seattle defense. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, their offensive weapons. There's no shortage of places for geno smith to go with the ball including two great running backs to help offset that pass game and and get mixed into the pass game as well so i'll say stick with geno smith even if he can be frustrating sometimes and probably isn't a you know all-world quarterback like some other guys in the league i think he's still a pretty reliable starter um especially on a fantasy basis just because of uh uh, the talent that he has uh, out to his wings and behind him in the backfield you mentioned that, just speaking of Seahawks corners, uh, Reek Woolen, I think he dropped the Tyreek Woolen. I, I've heard he's having a bit of a tough year, but uh, the, the rook that they drafted, Witherspoon, he's he's a heck of a player. Panthers, Matt, I, we're patting ourselves on the back here. Great work today, lads. Really enjoying the show. Keep the great work. Panthers, Matt, thank you. Thank you for listening. Darren says, I need a tight end. And a flex out of these guys in a PPR. You got good options. Uh, Adams? That can't be. Oh, that could be Devontae because that, that's not a good situation, right? That has yes. to be Devontae. Laporta, Hawkinson, Hopkins, Collins. Love the show, by the way, fellas. Oh, you guys are all too kind today, Darren. Thank you. I I feel like Hawkinson seems like a good one. It's crazy, too, because you got DeAndre Hopkins and and Devontae Adams. And because of what they've had to deal with at their quarterback position, we're questioning, should they play? I never thought we'd see that with Devontae Adams. I would almost go down with the ship with him because he's so good. And, you know, they get him on those crossing routes. He could pick up 80 yards and three receptions. Like, it's he's that good. Which way do you lean, Brandon? I almost want to go double tight end here. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought too. The, the other option that I would entertain is DeAndre Hopkins. Nico Collins was on the Texans uh, injury report yesterday, along with over half their team. Uh, that I don't know if anybody else saw that yesterday. The Texans injury report was extensively long. Of course, not all of them incredibly serious in nature, but Nico Collins, one of the players on it. Um, Hawkinson and the Vikings. Who do they play on Sunday? The New Orleans Saints. Okay. 
Because Derek Carr can go up against that secondary. Yeah, and the Vikings will then have to put up points, Mm -hmm. uh, as we just heard from Brad. So, yeah, uh, Brad also talked about uh, Amon Ross St. Brown probably having a big game against the Chargers. Connor, you know firsthand uh, how porous their pass defense can be. It's been better uh, (laughs) against the Jets and Bears. It's getting better against two very bad offenses. Um, But I, I think Laporte and Hawkinson, if you wanted to go uh, either one of them in the tight end and go with Hopkins instead, I wouldn't fault you. But I think Laporte and Hawkins are probably the safest bets. I know that's trying to go like safe, like floor, uh, highest floor on two options instead of highest ceiling in that flex spot. But they also both have really high ceilings too. Laporte has been great. Hawkinson probably top three tight end in the league, I would say. Uh, now that Dallas Goddard's out of the picture. Yeah, I, I think double TE. It's rare, but... And both of those offenses get those guys involved in like different aspects, maybe not a traditional tight end, right? Like they'll mix them in the screen game, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a little loyalty to Devontae Adams because I just feel like at any point he can go off, but I think going tight end is the safest bit wave there. Uh, Chomsker says, by the way, I see DeVito and Zach Wilson and Derek Carr added to the waiver wire, so I missed them. Heineke's still a play? Yes, yes, unless you go Derek Carr. Like Brad said, there is an opportunity there, but stick with Heineke. Uh, no name on this one. Send your name in, please. But start two. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett. Amari Cooper. I, I think both wide receivers here and is, Tyler Lockett, is the logical yeah. one. Um, uh, we all love Chuba Hubbard. We're rooting for him every game, no matter what, as a local guy. But at best you're getting split duty in that Carolina backfield on a team that's not good is I mean tonight maybe the exception in terms of trailing <laughs> a lot in the game and throwing the ball more um but the Bears have actually been surprisingly stout against the run uh, and very porous against the pass so I think Carolina will probably be opting to throw the ball more tonight and try and continue to work out some kinks with their rookie number one overall pick so I, I think the two wide receivers are are the play here Rockford says Costanza, the classic horseshoe pattern. Absolutely. No name here. Yeah, we'll skip that one. Scalding Guards says the commander traded half their defense. Yeah, they're building for the future. Josh Dan Otter, who do you flex, Addison or Calvin Ridley? JDO. Calvin Ridley is like, even in that game when he basically did nothing a couple weeks ago, he was like, an inch away from a huge play because he just couldn't get his foot in bounds. Addison. I kind of go, I think I go Addison. I do as well. Just because Ridley, the, the, Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence have found that chemistry. Even even if um, Justin Jefferson returns, I think now the uh, the trust factor that Jordan Addison, and granted it's a new quarterback, um, but the, t- the, the game plan, trust, the, the scheme, now trust Jordan Addison. He's shown he's capable. So uh, even if Jefferson's back in, probably not going to be at full full tilt by any stretch. So I think Addison's still a very viable option as a WR2 on uh, the Vikings. So uh, so I'll say Addison as well because exa- – and also, yeah, the, the Jags have a tough matchup with the Niners coming off a bye. Um, and so I would think their defense is going to be up for this one. And, and Ridley has just not – really materialized to the full extent as I think a lot of fantasy owners had hoped for uh, at the start of the season. Uh, Joe's <laughs> Declan comes in and just starts 
kicking stuff around. Sorry for that. Back to the show. Rashid Shahid or Brandon Ayuk from Joseph. I'm a I'm a big Ayuk guy myself. Shahid. I think Tank Dell also not T- Dell Ayuk or Shahid. Yeah, I think Tank Dell. That he's a good option. And apparently the only healthy player on the entirety of the Houston Texans. So that's the order I go. Dell, Ayuk, Shahid. One, two, three. There you go. Answered your own question in the text, uh, Joseph. That's it. Uh, and then I showed you yesterday the Chargers depth or injury report. Justin Herbert, the only guy on it. But it was like practiced. That's weird for the Chargers. Two quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr. I'm a Buccaneers receiver apologist. I love Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, so I go Baker and Carr. I'm unsure about Kyler Murray to start with. What do you think, Brandon? I concur. And then I concur. Pillman says, great show as usual. Thanks. We're always going to read the compliments, so keep those coming in. But don't send any to Alan Mitchell because he told you guys to make fun of me once. So Are you guys done yet? Coming up on the lowdown with Low Tide today, of course, Alan Mitchell because he is the host of the program He'll also be joined by Curtis Pashelka, covers the San Jose Sharks, and Mr. Bagged Milk on the Jason Greger Show today. We'll have Mike Monaco uh, play-by-play with ESPN. He's doing the Sharks-Oilers game tonight. Robin Brownlee, uh, Terry Ryan will be by to co-host. We've got Colin Livingston, Mark Spector, and more. And help your neighbor once again. That'll be coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. This has been Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Big thank you to everyone who listened and tuned in today. Let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.